0: It's another Savage Gentleman podcast. I'm here with Josh and Jeff behind the camera, Jeff with a G, and I'm, of course, Matt. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a couple things, mainly we, what we've been up to. Um, we've been doing some really cool stuff lately. It's been a while since we've done our last last podcast, uh, but we've got a lot to catch up on. Tons of stuff, lots of
1: things going on here with Savage Gentlemen, and just, man, kind of life in general, you know, it's... it's uh... One of those things where you, the older you get, the faster time seems to move. And, and, you know, you blink, and the next thing you know, a month has gone by. It's like, holy shit, what happened? So, yeah, lots of stuff going on. Um, you know, first and foremost, just got back from Guatemala, spent a week down there. That was pretty cool. We'll get into the details on what was going on down there uh, in a little bit. So that was a biggie. Um, I guess this is old news now. Had a little kid right so baby boy you may have seen him around the office um he makes it hard. great set of lungs oh man that he's gonna be he's gonna be in a death metal band i think but uh yeah he makes it kind of hard to record a podcast so he's actually not here today so we thought we'd fire this bad boy up and uh you know get back on the horse and and hopefully get some good content out to you folks
0: so on to some uh our news segment I don't know about you guys, but every time I turn on the TV, I'm tired of the constant bitching that goes on (laughs) on both sides. But it could be worse. I mean, the alternative could be much worse. In Saudi Arabia, they're now cracking down on online satire that threatens the state. So not even that threatens the state. They can determine whatever that may be. But basically, anybody who makes fun of the Saudi Arabia government can you. be fined and put in jail. The fine is $800,000.
1: Well, that's pretty sturdy. Um, yeah, you know, it, it it's funny because we, we often take our rights here in America often for granted and, you know, oh, we're, we're so oppressed and, and that sort of thing. And look, man, we don't live in a perfect world. I'm not saying that, but but you're absolutely right, Matt. There are worse places that you can be. Um You know, we do have freedom of speech. We have all these other liberties that we often don't exercise, but we have them. And that's, you know, that's a good place to be when you consider the alternative, like, oh, I don't know, being thrown in prison or, you know, close to a million dollar fine. Like, holy shit, that is, that's steep, man. That's super steep.
0: Yeah, it's pretty scary. I mean, and they can determine what those rules are. So, not only do you have to play by the rules, but you have to play by the rules that you don't know what they are.
1: That's the hard part, and that's, you know, once you, and I think that's what people fail to recognize, is once you relinquish that, that liberty, right, now the ball is out of your court, and the other side, the government, the powers that be, they can make the rules how, as they see fit. I mean, we've seen that historically, you know, since the dawn of time with, with oligarchies and monarchies and that sort of thing. And we, we we have fought tooth and nail to get away from that, and now it seems the pendulum is trying to have us swing the other direction and reinstate some of that. And mm-hmm. really, it's just the illusion of safety, right? It's like, oh, you know what? We don't want to make decisions. You guys just do it for us. Well, you're going to have to give up some rights. Yeah, yeah no, that's fine. We're not worried yeah. about it. Just yeah. just take care of us. And then all one day you wake up, and if you say something bad about the government, Nothing for you. you know, you're getting beheaded. So you Right, know, or...
0: You know we're so, we're starting to see that on social media uh, with Facebook's latest crackdowns on conservative es. Hey, don't you talk uh, bad companies. about Facebook?
1: They will shut us down so fast.
0: Oh, I know, I know. It, it's like I'm terrified to find out one day that they just shut down our account because of they didn't like what we stand for, who we are, or what we promote.
1: Well, I mean, you know, we 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 have man in the name of our company. Take it down. So that's a problem. Um, and it also says savage. So I mean we put savage and man leave out the gentleman that's scary that's scary talk yep,
0: shut it down you
1: know these guys are a, probably a bunch of of you know you know a bunch of bullies trying to push the patriarchy and, and that sort of thing you know we which is which them.
0: couldn't be farther from the truth i mean we believe in those values but we're here to help everybody we're here to welcome everybody into the fold um you know and it's just i think the, the biggest problem is, is it's not some dude sitting behind the keyboard at Facebook headquarters deciding which company gets banned and which account, you know, gets banned or whatever. It's 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 bots. Yeah. It's all automated. Well, and but they've programmed them, obviously,
1: to have a certain predisposition, but that's why there, there's this constant you know, changing of the game because they can't just let these bots run. They can't let this algorithm just go. They have to go in and realize, okay, now we got to tweak it and we got to bring it back to center. And Mm -hmm. so that's why every week you're coming out with new algorithms to, you know, from an advertising, from a, from a content creator standpoint, you're trying to jump through these hoops to get around that, to get the furthest reach. And it's, man, it's such a nightmare. I really miss the old, the good old days of Facebook. Man, I missed the days even before Facebook. But you know, when you first got into it, you could post something, and however many people followed you, that was the number of people that were gonna see it. And now it's like, pff, good luck, yeah. good luck reaching even a fraction of a percentage. Yep. What are you gonna say, Jeff?
2: No, I was just gonna say what's even crazy is how Facebook actually will lump you into a category. Yeah. You can actually go to your settings and see what it's marked you as. Like for me, if I go no kidding, in, if I go in, I'm automatically labeled a conservative and you can go in and based off just what you post and who likes your stuff. How do they purely.
1: put you where do they put do they file you under ginger as well or no? Yeah, there's
2: a big ginger. <laughs> it's a subcategory. Is it so indeed,
0: you're yeah. you're labeled by association.
1: So anyone, just who you choose to, to be friends right with, now friends and look and see where it's lumped you in. Yeah, wow. Pages that you like, pages that you follow, your whole interaction it, it, is being tracked right. and they 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 categorize you just automatically. Um, automatically, it's not, it's not yeah. A person,
2: like you guys were saying. It's it's an automatic system that throws you down this funnel and you just get lumped into a category regardless of where you actually are. Well, and
0: and the dangerous part about it is it makes sense for Facebook to do that because Mm -hmm. they're always going to want you to be on Facebook, seeing the content that you want to see. see. Um, And and that's probably more the reason for doing that. But it's dangerous because I want to hear the opposition's side. I want to hear their point of view because maybe I can learn something from them. And maybe they can learn something from me. Wrong. You no, know, that's
1: that's I'm, absurd. Yeah, you only a, no. I only want to hear from the people who look and think exactly the way I do. What a, what a boring and validate, world. Validate right? validate my being. I don't want to hear anything from the other side. And I'll tell you why. Because they're wrong. Wrong. Because they disagree. <laughs> well, the
2: main I think the main factor too that we're overlooking is they don't necessarily care what the rhetoric is or what people are talking about. It's all ad driven. Yeah, yeah, so they, they've lumped you in a category so they know what ads to throw at you. Yeah, and that's and that's I, I, at I the end
1: of the day. Yeah, is, yeah and, right. and you know, sometimes we fail to recognize that Facebook is just is a business, you know, you know, it's not this altruistic um, entity that's just there for us to see funny cat mm-hmm. videos and interact with our friends. They could give two craps about that. Facebook is there to make money. And so they have yeah. optimized Facebook in such a way to make the most money possible, much like everything that, that we deal with. I mean, don't get me started on the airlines and the way that whole system mm-hmm. works. They don't care about your user experience. The whole thing is set up to make the most money they possibly can without people
0: full you know, out rioting. And, and that's fine. I mean, that's capitalism. That's a system that we've chosen to involve ourselves with, which is great. I mean, who better to look out for you than you? Right. right? Well, but and you gotta ha- also have the moral component to it, which I think is where where uh, some of these tech companies and some of these bigger companies fall short, yeah. Is it's like, yeah, it, it, it may be legal, but is it ethical? Right, and that's and, and that is,
1: you know, from our standpoint here at Savage Gentlemen, that's a it's a very strong consideration. You know what we try to put into everything that we do here, but because if you fail to do that, eventually someone else will come along and usurp whatever. Whatever status you've gained in the business world, eventually, mm-hmm. if Facebook continues to operate in the way that they are, right, someone's going to come along and they're going to build a better mousetrap, and you know Facebook will now no longer be the premier social media, yep. you know, platform. And so, you know, that's one of those things where are you playing the short game or the long game? Because eventually, if you're not keeping those morals you know, in the forefront of your decision-making, you're ultimately gonna lose out, I think.
0: Certainly, certainly. Well, uh, let's move on. Uh, Josh, We, you and I, we, we got moved into our new office here at the Black Rifle Coffee Building in Salt Lake City. We'd love for you guys to come, uh, come and see us. We've got a uh, showroom out front uh, with some of our products. Um, we've got some really cool new products on the way that we're really looking forward to. Um, Josh you recently uh, as of a couple days ago got back from Guatemala
1: yeah uh, that was man that was interesting that was really really eye-opening experience you know going back to what you had mentioned before about it could be worse right And you know we often complain about the way things are here in America and you know we've got unemployment and poverty and all these things Mm -hmm. that that are real problems right But by way of comparison, man, let me tell you, go to a third world country, walk around for a little bit, see how those folks are living, Mm -hmm. and it really puts things into perspective. I mean, you can turn on any faucet that you come across here in the United States of America, drink the water, go about your day, no problem. Guatemala, not so much. Um, Which you learned Which I I found out the hard way. Yeah, not so much from the water, so – I, I was feeling adventurous, and I made the mistake of ordering the ceviche at one of the restaurants. Now, in my defense— Delicious. In my defense, this was a very, very high-end restaurant. Like, we were out with some of the, the foreign dignitaries—
0: And high-end, as in high-end, not just high-end for Guatemala. No, and that
1: was, like, high-end. Like, I would put it on par with any restaurant you could find here stateside. I mean, wow. this thing was, like, top, top-notch. And uh, so, naturally, you'd think— man, anything on here is going to be good to go. Well, and and I would wager t- to say that 99% of the time would have been fine. Well, that 1% um, got me and it got me good. And I spent the whole next night just, man, probably one of the most violent fevers I've ever had in my mm-hmm. life. Like that, I, I kid you not, that may have been the closest I've ever come to dying. And I've done some stupid things in my life. This one might be <laughs> one of the dumbest ones Definitely took the cake, but
0: well, let's let's rewind a little yeah. bit. I, I want to ask you a couple questions uh, so our viewers can get a, uh, an understanding of why were you actually in Guatemala. What was the whole purpose of this trip? That's a great question, and you know
1: that evolved while I was there. My understanding of my role, kind of, or our role down there, kind of changed. So, you know, I got invited to go with Ready Man. They're they're good buddies of ours. We work a lot with them, obviously. Uh, to go help teach the special forces known as the Kaby and the secret service known as the S A A S which I don't know what that acronym stands for. It's a lot of words in Spanish. So uh, anyway, that's what I thought I was going down there to teach some gun disarm and some other really cool stuff. Um, And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Well, big picture. It was actually far more of a humanitarian effort. Uh, We went down there on behalf of a nonprofit called, guatemala prospera and their role is to help build up the country from the basically from the ground up so i you know it was very enlightening learned a ton of stuff just about how the nonprofit industry works and how you have all these organizations out there that are really truly trying to benefit um the people that they're serving but there, there's so much bureaucracy and and they've grown so large that they often get in their own way and it and it actually hinders the the progress, right? So you give money to this organization thinking, all right, great, these guys are gonna take care of some kids or do whatever. Well, that money, Goes to another organization that then tries to get disseminated and put out to all these places. And basically, you're just dealing with all these little miniature governments. And, you know, we know how efficient government can, can be. Sure, sure.
0: Especially so you've got a bunch of middlemen taking profits. And, you know, and, and as a 501c, as a nonprofit, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to keep the lights on.
1: Yeah. Oh, certainly. Well, and this isn't even, I don't even say the middlemen taking, taking scrapes and that sort of thing. I don't even, I, I I'm sure that exists, right? But that's not even the major problem. It's people that are too far removed from the actual situation mm-hmm. and not understanding the culture and the people that they're trying to help uh, making the decisions. And so, with with Guatemala Prospera, th- there's boots on the ground, and it's a really it's a grassroots movement where okay, hey, we're not going to dump money into the government to help spend on infrastructure. We're not going to give money to you know these these entities for building these things and that sort of thing, we're going to educate these small communities actually in entrepreneurship. And it was fascinating, cool, fascinating, you know, the process of, and, and I got to see it firsthand. We go into this little tiny village, um, called El Rosario and the people there are living off of about $500 a day, a year. I'm sorry, $500 like, Man, a day bad. Yeah, no, they're sweet. killing it. <laughs> no, $500 us a year wow. is their annual income.
0: For for these people. And so, So, I mean, it's beans and rice all day, every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they are, they're mostly living off of what they can grow. Mm -hmm. Right. And then whatever little surplus they have, they can sell. And that's how they get by. And they're, they're on the side of the mountain, you know, up there in, in the, the volcano jungle region of Guatemala, just trying to get by and it's, man, it, I mean, just seeing the way that they do their everyday life is like, man, this is tough. Super, super tough. But some of the happiest people you'll ever come across. Like I did not find, I did not come across a person with a bad disposition, you know, bad attitude. Everyone there was smiling, happy, loving life. And, and you know, it, I think there's something to that. And I'm looking forward to going back and kind of putting my finger on on what that exactly is. Maybe it's the simplicity
0: of it. Um, I think that's a lot to do with it, and it, you contrast out with here in the states or in more developed countries, and the littlest things can get you down. Whether it's you know a business meeting that didn't go well, or you know uh, what have you, you didn't get the, the newest iPhone or whatever. Oh, it can be. And, and so our problem, yeah, yeah, exactly. Smaller than our that. Problems- oh, my, my,
1: my post on Instagram. You know, Our problems are likes. nothing
0: compared to what these people have. They're worrying about how they're going to feed their children for that day, how they're going to make it through the rest of the year, how
1: they're going to have clean drinking water mm-hmm. to not die of dehydration because it's it's hot down there. So
0: know. so you went it's with uh, so you went with Jeff Kirkham. Jeff Kirkham's with Ready Man, 28 year Special Forces veteran. Um, there are some strategic. Um, plays to helping Guatemala. Like why out of, out of all the countries down there, why Guatemala?
1: Yeah. I've just kind of covered the tip of the iceberg there. There's so much going on. This was such, I mean, it took the entire time I was there to kind of unravel this, this whole thing to see all the different layers. Right? So there's the nonprofit organization that's teaching entrepreneurship to the villagers. Right, that these women come in, they have a roundtable discussion, and they're learning principles of basically how to turn the five chickens that your family has always had. Well, mm-hmm. what if you could have eight chickens? Ooh. What would that right? And now you're making more eggs. You can sell those eggs, and now you have more meat. And what if you partnered with the people down the street to, you know, use the manure from your chickens to help? feed the corn that they're growing. Right. And it's just basically getting them to think outside the box. And now that $500 a year maybe becomes a thousand dollars a year. Dude, you just doubled your, your annual income. That's huge. And so that mentality building the infrastructure, because there's no middle class there. It's either these incredibly impoverished small towns or it's the, the ruling elite. They have an oligarchy there essentially. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. oligarchy is who influences the government The government um, works simultaneously with the military, Um, so the politicians and the military, they have to get along. So that was the other aspect of us going down there is we're doing a solid for some of the politicians that are working with that 501C nonprofit to help gain influence to enact and push these incentives to educate the public. So it's, I mean, it's, 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 again, it's, man, it's an enigma. Um, but the benefit on us f- to America teaching the military, teaching their special forces is these guys, Guatemala is the front line for protecting us here in the U.S. against drug trafficking from South America, mm-hmm. human trafficking from all over, and, and actually terrorism. So any, a lot of terrorism are try terrorists, excuse me, are trying to come up through mexico they have to go through guatemala of course mexico is you know the wild west being run by the drug cartels but guatemala stands on that leading edge and the these special forces these military um entities are the ones that are actually protecting us from the wolves at the door so everyone you know people that are that are on either side of the fence no pun intended of the wall being built to protect us actually before before they even get to the wall they've got to go through guatemala so for us you know in in terms of a humanitarian philanthropist type thing and obviously our own interest in in wrapped in there as well it's like hey man if we can teach these guys some skills to have them be better equipped to do their job not only is it going to help the country of guatemala but man, it's going to help the United States as well.
0: Absolutely. That's a great point. I mean, there's there some major geopolitical reasons for doing that. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's about helping people. At, at the end of the day, yeah, it's really, man, seeing seeing these people's
1: faces, that you're there interacting, imparting some knowledge. You know, I mean, even even they're hardened. Like, and these guys are badasses. The Kibales is their special forces, and they took us through and showed us their training, their selection, all the stuff. And these guys are experts in jungle warfare. And so th- this training center that we were at, people from all over the region come to train under these guys to learn how to to fight in the jungle.
0: As a matter of fact, our United States military, we do combined exercises with those dudes down there. Uh, when I was in the Marine Corps, we did a jungle warfare package uh, down in Belize that had the Guatemalans, which okay. is Belize's neighbor. Yep. Um, the Guatemalans, the Belizeans, the Chileans, and, and they're absolutely snake eaters. I, oh, mean, they, I mean, legitimate.
1: They, we watched a video of a, of a dude catching a chicken, ripping the chicken's head off. Right, with his teeth, like bit the head chick head of the chicken off. I mean, it was dude it was savage. Yeah. But I mean, these guys, I mean, they're trained. They can go out in the jungle and and live essentially indefinitely. Yeah. Right. That way they can a- and perform they, these and missions. They do. Yeah. Uh,
0: and we when we were there, there was a, a unit that had been out there for one and a half year. So it's essentially a deployment into the jungle. And what people don't realize about those jungles in Central America, they are the most dense. Jungles the world has to offer. Belize and Guatemala um, are by far the most gen- dense uh, jungles in the world, and it's actually
1: incredibly mountainous there too. I mean, yes. it's not—it's not like it's you know flat jungles. So not only do you have you know this this incredibly thick, lush you know tree, vine, bush, whatever, mm-hmm. right? But now you're trying to to ascend all these mountains. You've got all this vertical land, you know, to negotiate. I mean, these are, these are some super seriously hard dudes, like total hard asses, but it was amazing to get in and, and hang out with them and train. I mean, some of the most personable and, and, you know, just genuinely nice people I've ever come across. And honestly, some of the best students that I've ever taught, like these, they were so eager to learn, so eager to try the techniques that we were going over. So Jeff was teaching Jeff Kirkham of ready man was showing The the hostage escape course that we've taught in the past teaching these guys how to get out of handcuffs and zip ties and duct tape and pretty much any way you can restrain someone because, again, they're dealing with some legit bad people in the world, you know. Mm -hmm. So in the event that they get kidnapped, we want to teach them the skills on how to get out. Right. So we that was the first part and the second portion was, okay, you've escaped. You don't have any kind of weapon. You have to deal with whoever just kidnapped you. Here's, here's some techniques on how to disarm that person to to effect your escape. So those, mm-hmm. that was a two-part session that we were teaching both to the special forces and to their secret service.
0: How was it received? Uh, you know, and, and you mentioned that they're eager to learn, which is sometimes in stark contrast to our US military. Um, the US military, when we go and do combined exercises around the world, it's kind of like, yeah, we know better than you guys. Right. No, I mean they they were super receptive, and these
1: guys it's not as though they were completely untrained. Like they obviously, I mean they're they're the elite fighting force in that region, so they've had they've had years of, of training. Mm-hmm. But you know I, I I'm a firm believer that you always you can always learn something from someone else, and these guys really took that to heart. And so whatever training they had, they were happy to set that aside for a moment and and look at what we were showing, mm-hmm. and. You know, at the end of the day, you take it and you make it your own. You you look at what's useful and you get rid of the rest. So, you know, hopefully they, they found some stuff that, you know, they'll be able to. Well, actually, I take that back. Hopefully they'll never have to use a single thing of anything we showed them in a perfect world. That's that's what you hope. Right. You never want to be in a situation where someone has a gun and you don't and you're trying to get that weapon away from them. That's just that's, that's just a bad, bad day. day absolutely and and you know there's no guaranteed positive outcome in that so hopefully they never do but if in the event that they have that simply having the confidence and some sort of a plan i think puts you you know far beyond where you would be if you had no training whatsoever you know so they they really seem to enjoy it you know it, it, it it was very well received And they were kind enough to let us film all of this as well. So on the Ready Man side, and we'll we'll post it up on Savage Gentlemen as well, we'll um, kick out some of the content so you guys can see what we were doing down there, some of the training, um, and just some of the the fun that we had. I mean, it was a great trip all around. Well, you know, minus the the
0: food poisoning. Uh, And missing the helicopter ride to the really cool—
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. That was kind of a bummer. So one of the guys that was hosting us there, he owns a plant plantation down in the south um, that actually has a bunch of Mayan ruins on it. And so the day that I was bedridden, Jeff knocks on the door and he's like, hey, man, are you feeling up to a helicopter ride? We're going to go check out this guy's coffee farm and, you know, maybe see some ruins. And dude, I just like near death. You know, I've been up all night, basically glued to the toilet. I'll spare you the gory Mm. details, but we've all been there. It's, it's not a lot of fun. And to put it in perspective, I was so out of it that I was like, no, dude, I, I'm going to have to pass. But, um, Jeff had a great time. You know, he seemed to really (laughs) enjoy the pictures. Look like they had a lot of fun. Um, Oh, one of the things, and and we're actually going back and I'm going to try on the Savage Gentleman side to, to do my part, to get a little bit more pictures and, and media, so I'm yeah, sorry. yeah.
0: So we sent Josh out with a super, super expensive camera, hoping that he would get some good stuff. And what we got in return was a bunch of cell phone pics.
1: Yeah, well, so fun. Josh and cameras, no.
0: don't mix. I'm, I'm, I'm not. The Unless he's guy, in man. front of them.
1: Yeah, I can be in front, and I can be on the back end. I can do the editing part, the actual put pushing the button to make it do, and adjusting and focusing and all that stuff. That's not. For Doesn't me. happen. No. No, sorry. So
0: sorry. you're going back?
1: Yeah, so we're actually we're going back. We're gonna do a follow up course. Um, we're gonna get a little bit more into hand to hand combat with these guys, um, which is more of my specialty to the Secret Service. So I'm actually really excited. Um, when we go back, though, we're gonna make sure to have a little bit more time in Antigua, which, if you've ever seen pictures of this place, it is amazing. So Antigua is the um, the colonial town that was founded by the Spanish when they, when they moved there, I think at one point it was the capital, but there's so, so much like architecture and just really cool. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it, it, it really is. We didn't get to spend much time there this past time. Uh, in terms of like world travel though, it's one of those places that bucket list, you probably need to go and check out. And, you know, I think it, it ties in very, very much so with, with the aesthetic and the the idea of Savage Gentlemen of just yeah. being being a being a world traveler, going and seeing some of these places, um, learning about the history. Man,
0: that looks absolutely beautiful. Not to be confused with Antigua, the island. This right. is Antigua, Different. Guatemala, um, which is basically a Spanish Baroque-styled city, and actually was named—it's on the UNESCO World Heritage Site list.
1: There you go. See, like I said, it's one of those places that you— You know, if you have the means, you should definitely go go check it out. Um, You know, there's there's been a stigma for quite some time and rightly so that Guatemala is not the best place to go travel to. Um, But that's that's actually changed. And and especially in a town like Antigua, it's very um, it's very clean. It's very well monitored. There are parts of Guatemala that are obviously more dangerous, but they actually just bumped the rating up. Um, the safety travel rating, whatever that scale is, mm-hmm. um, Guatemala's just moved up in that, and so they're a notch higher. Still, you need to be ha- be cautious. You know, you, just like you would in any foreign country, you probably don't go wander the streets at night or, or alone, that sort of thing. But you know, it's it's. I would say it's definitely safer than Mexico is sure. right now. Certainly. Um, and and that's again that's part of the incentive, part of what we're going down there to do is to make this you know, a place that you can take your family. That's part of the the idea behind the Guatemala Prospera is to make this a travel destination for families because it is, you know, it's a great place. I would have loved to have my wife and daughter down there and see, you know, see some of these sites. Um, I mean, there's tons and tons of, of Mayan ruins just scattered all over the place. Um, the, the mountains are beautiful. The landscape are beautiful. The people are amazing. You know, it's really one of those places that I think often get overlooked in terms of travel. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's easy to get to it's, it's relatively cheap. Um, well, and I think a big like a part of that for...
0: is because of the safety issue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. You know, but it's like you go to Europe, you go to Paris and it's like, man, you, you better watch your stuff because yep. someone's going to steal it. Yeah. So it's not just um, the South American countries or Central American countries that you have to be worried about, but that shouldn't be a reason to not explore the world. Right. Um, you know, it may be a little bit different if you are toting your wife and, and kids and, and you got to plan accordingly. Um, but here at Savage Yellman, what we preach is the ability to fend off yes. uh, those types of situations, being able to protect not only yourself, but your family as well, so that you can enjoy life.
1: Yeah, you can't run around in fear and, and just stay in this tiny box. I mean, you can. You can. But, I mean, man, you're missing out on so much. Your quality mm-hmm. of life is so diminished by staying in your tiny bubble for fear of what could happen. You know, but if we if we can train and learn and and better ourselves to be equipped to handle whatever situations may come our way, that's to me, that's cultivating our savage side. Absolutely. Then you can have the confidence to go and do these things. And you'd be amazed, you know, just having that confidence is is a huge deterrent. You know, these guys, they're predators, right? Bad guys are predators. They're looking at the weakest link. So in any given situation, they're scanning and they're evaluating. Okay, who is the easiest target? Mm-hmm. If you're a savage, if you have even the smallest shred of savagery, you're a much harder target. They're probably going to overlook you. They're going to say, "Nope, not that guy. Uh, let me let me go with
0: someone else." Yeah, and in the next couple weeks, Josh is going to take us to his gym, and and you know we don't we don't necessarily have to all be Josh Tyler's. There's specific things that we... Man, the world would be a terrible place. Death and destruction. Oh, my gosh. We don't necessarily have to be, you know, MMA fighters. We don't have to be these, you know, tough guys. But there are certain things that you can do uh, to protect yourselves and your family. And we're going to look at some of those things in the uh, next upcoming live feeds here. Yeah. Jeff, you look like you're going to say
1: something. Jeff with the G. Just
2: just going back to the, the safety thing. I mean, I think research is a big thing when you're traveling the world as well. Because, I mean, what it, that would be like somebody being like, well, I'm not going to go to America because have you guys seen, like, Detroit? Right. No, you're yeah, absolutely
1: right. Yeah, there's shootings every single
0: day. But, yeah.
2: What it, but it's, it's the same thing. You just got to be smart. Like, I'm not going to walk my family and my kids, you know, down alleyways in downtown Salt Lake City either. Sure. Or, you know, you just got to be smart about when you travel. Mm-hmm. So, right. Like yeah. Plan, planning way in advance or reading reviews of where people go, that, that does help a lot with that. So there shouldn't be a reason for you not to travel.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that you go to. Um, and obviously you gotta know, be careful. Yeah, and, and I'm sure, and there's certain places in the Middle East that's like, yeah, no, that's not that's not <laughs> nah. gonna make it on my uh, right, right. travel destination because it's just too volatile. There's some places in Africa that you know they're having civil wars and all this stuff that you don't want to go. But there are plenty of places in and around those regions that you can go, and it and it does come down to research and right. and that's kind of due diligence on your part is like. Hey man, I want to go see this place. Guatemala is a perfect example. The city is divided up by zones, and there are certain zones that are like you know very heavily influenced uh, with with the drug cartels and that sort of thing that are far far more crime ridden that you just avoid. You know, but if you mm-hmm. stay in the areas that are established and they're safe, you're I mean you're not going to run into. I can't say you're going to be completely safe, but you're not going to run to hardly any problems. You'll be about as safe as traveling anywhere else in the world as I, you know,
0: it's a great big world. Yeah. And get out there and explore it. Yeah. You know,
1: that's, that's a big thing and that's something we want to do more of here. I mean, we talked about this before, you know, Matt and I love to travel and part of the idea in creating this, this company, Savage Gentlemen, is really just an excuse for us to go do cool stuff you know, yeah. um, it, go and see new things, go and learn new things. Um, and, and, and then bring that back and, and hopefully share that with everyone else. And more so we, we want to see the stuff that you guys are doing too. So it's not all about us. I mean, again, this gives us a good reason to go out and do fun things and bring a camera. Um, but we want to see the things that you folks are doing, you know, the, the, the savage gentleman community at large, you know, how are you guys living your lives? How are you embodying the savage gentleman? Because, you know, we, we didn't write the book on this thing. We've got some ideas, but we're learning as we go along. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we invite you guys to document the stuff that you're doing because as men, as, as individuals, as people, we, we look often look to each other for inspiration. If I see someone else doing something that I had never seen before it's far easier for me to actually replicate that and do it as opposed to me just generating something out of thin air. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if if I see if you go and get on the pull-up bar and you do 30 pull-ups, I'm like, damn, that's a lot of pull-ups. Well, he just did 30. I bet I could come pretty close to that. But if someone just walked up, I can actually do more than that. that's a bad example. <laughs> if 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 I saw you do 50 pull-ups, that's a number that in my head I was like, dude, that's an impossible number of pull-ups. Can you do 50 pull-ups? I bet I can do 50. I bet you can too, you wiry bastard. (laughs) Um, But until I actually saw you do it, I would believe that's impossible. It can't be done. After I see it, then it's like, okay, I got some work to do, but I bet I could get there. And I think with the Savage Gentleman community, we need to be setting that bar for each other, you know, to pursue all these different things, you know, both Savage and Gentleman to to really just keep lifting each other up and becoming better as men better as individuals you know i think that's what it's all yeah
0: yeah you know and like you said i mean we started this out to do cool stuff but more importantly we wanted to meet cool people and and help people and uh, this gives us a great creative outlet to do so um but we ourselves want to learn from you guys yeah
2: it's more of a Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you're way off base here, Yeah, Jeff. oh man.
2: Yeah, nice try. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, that's not so, nice.
0: so that's cool. Um, I, I, I'm actually super jealous. You got to go down there with without me maybe uh, maybe in the future we can we can plan something cool and, and I'll make it down there and actually well, get someone who knows how to operate a
1: camera I was gonna say we, we need someone that knows how to properly run a camera because there's just so much cool stuff down there it's always hard to do things and and actually capture the things that are, you're doing unless you have someone else on the other side you know that's yeah. the that's and the and conundrum you're
2: doing everything too so you're, you're doing the demonstration yeah. So they're, they're, you can't. It's hard to do the setup. And
1: yeah. O'Neill, trust me. I, I I know. I mean, dude, when you look at a guy like Les Stroud of Survivor Man, the way he went out and filmed all that survival stuff, and then just the ass pain he had to go through to document that, it's like, yeah. man, it is, it's tough.
0: Well, luckily we we brought Jeff with the G on board at Savage Elma, and he's going to be helping us out, and hopefully we'll be able to take some of these cool adventures Josh and I get to have. Um, and show them to you in a more realistic light in the way that they actually happened. Because it really is hard to document this thing without, you know, without making it seem, cinematic or making it seem fake
1: well yeah just to bring you guys along you know you you may not have the the means right now in in your current stage of life to go and see some of these places to do these activities and and so for us if we can be if you can do that vicariously through us and that inspires you to figure out a way to do that on your own that's that's kind of the goal you know we want to to get everyone I don't know what the fuck I'm about to say where am I going with this I don't know. I'm gonna cut this out. So. It's a journey. <laughs> it's Not a that. journey. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Um, so the idea for us, you know, just to go out and do some of these things with the hope that you know other people can follow in our footsteps and and go beyond. Because again, we want to see that. You know, that's something that, that we believe in. That, that that Savage Gentlemen should be doing is learning from each other, right? That's that's the whole part of building this this entity and this community is for us to teach what we know and and learn what we don't
0: yeah it's inspiring to us to see your guys' adventures because we're not going to be able to make it everywhere that you guys make it and uh josh and i talk about this a lot we're in salt lake city utah and within utah there are so many adventures that you can have we have deserts we've got mountains we've got we've got lakes and streams we, there's so much things to do here and josh and i haven't explored it and josh is a native of virginia and i'm native to here Um, and i've never even come close to exploring all that utah has to offer so we're talking about these big grand adventures going to guatemala or europe or you know halfway around the world and that's that's great it's really cool Um, but there's a lot of adventures to be had in your own backyard Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Don't discount, you know, going and seeing places that could only be a few miles from your house that you may have never known that was there. I mean, there are places even back in Virginia where I grew up. I mean, there, there are trails and mountains and things to climb up there that I've never seen, you know, that, that I I really feel compelled to, you know, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, and it's not that far out of the way. You know, when I get back if and when I ever move back home. I mean, that's definitely one of the things is going out and, and seeing as, as much as I can. And, you know, going back to the Savage Gentleman community and, and what you guys are up to, you know, we're, you're tagging us and stuff. We're seeing some of the things that we're, you're doing. We've got some really rad people. I mean, it's small. It's a small community. But we got some people doing some cool shit out there and um you know it, it's pretty pretty exciting to see and i think that that's something that we want to build upon this community you know um almost i'd almost call it like a league of savage gentlemen that we have that you know it's 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 this group of of, of guys that share this this like-mindedness you know about adventure about bettering yourself about you know, going out and and doing all these cool things. You know, we, I, I think we should we should do something with that, Matt. I think we should build that yeah, up. Yeah, I
0: like the sound of that. The League of Savage Gentlemen.
1: Yeah, it's kind of catchy. Man, whoever thought of that? We'll work on
0: building that out. <laughs> oh wait, did we already?
1: Have we? Mm, hmm. Intrigue. Yeah, no, that's something that 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 we've actually been kicking around. Um, something that we want to. Bring more people into the fold. We want to make Savage Gentlemen more accessible We want to make it more about just you and I and the things that we do we want to make it about What Savage Gentleman means and in the broad strokes, right and that that means bringing everyone who who wants to be a part of it in and again like Connecting in some kind of a way whether that's just seeing what you're doing just checking in and saying hey, you know and at a boy or learning stuff from from someone who who is an expert in that area you know maybe you are an absolute expert in knife fighting or maybe you are an expert in you know tailored suits or whatever it is be it Mm -hmm. savage or gentleman it's like hey we know some stuff about some stuff but we don't know everything so you know share your knowledge with us and we want to take that and then extend that to savage gentlemen so we'll take it We'll post it on Savage Gentlemen Instagram, on Facebook. Hell, if it's really good, we'll put it up on our website somewhere. I mean, you know, the 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 barrier is is really up to you guys. You know, how much you want to put into it. We've actually already started throwing out, you know, some Savage Gentlemen of the Week. Again, there's a lot of cool people that are that have been that have picked up the Savage Gentlemen torch and are starting to carry that. And we want to, you know, give you guys a little bit of a shout out and and introduce you to the world and and you know hey we're watching you know we're, we're we're noticing you guys that are out there when you're hashtagging savage gentlemen when you tag us in your stuff we're seeing you and and so far we're liking what we're seeing so we want to keep keep moving that ball forward
0: yeah absolutely well i think we're just about out of time josh thank you guys for tuning in we're going to be trying to do these a lot more frequently we've had some things that have come up that have prevented us from doing so but uh, I think we're firing on all cylinders now. Yeah, and we're,
1: we're settled into this space, man. It's, it's coming together really nice. You know, we did a, a quick little live uh, a couple of weeks ago before I before I went to Guatemala to kind of show you guys the tour. So if you missed that, you can get the good visual of what we're working with here. And, yeah, no, we, we're we going to get back, back to doing these regulars. We've, we've heard you guys. People are asking, hey, where have you been? <laughs> what have you guys yeah. been up to? You haven't had a new podcast in a while. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Your voice is heard loud and clear, and we're going to get back on a regular schedule and running our suck on here. So keep tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.
0: Thanks, guys.